Scarezo Halloween Horror Nights podcast. That's right, we're here. How the Halloween are ya? It is opening night. All right, I am on the literal road to Halloween Horror Nights, and I had to stop by this guy right here on 192. Stop by the Target because I realized that I packed a very small bag on the way here, and I'm buying a lot of stuff. And I already bought a lot of stuff for the kids to bring home, the make nice gifts, the sorry daddy was gone. Sorry your husband was gone to go to spooky houses, but I'm back. I got a lot of stuff already for them, and I gotta, I gotta pack appropriately, especially if I'm gonna get those, that glassware. So we'll see if I end up with that tonight, but I had to, uh, had to stop and pick up a duffel, which by the way, this duffel was 60 bucks, not cheap. I bought the same duffel when I went to Galaxy's Edge in California to get the lightsaber home. It was 125 bucks in the one in LA, so you know what? Two duffels. For the or, you know whatever half off so feel pretty good about that all right onward to universal orlando resort a special oh, episode right. of scary zone look we're on each other's shows oh look where it's the it's, it's because like, this uh, is my episode no what's that movie interception interception, interception. 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 That's, that's the most sports references you'll get in this episode that's it. It's the best we can give you we are here in the front gate of universal studios halloween horror nights about to go in just left the cool breeze of the NBA, no, what is it, NBC Grill Brew with affordable drinks. And we're going to go check in. At Valet, I was, uh, I did experience uh, the Ecto-1 was leaving, which I thought was odd. They were leaving, and uh, it wasn't exactly an authentic Ecto-1. It was like a, what was it? It was kind of like a minivan. Bar and I are jamming out. You can hear this because I'm gonna put this on video. And I'm gonna put it on audio. Okay. So it's not gonna sound great, but you know it is what it is. We just got approached by one of our listeners. Oh yeah. He gave us a really awesome present. Which was hold on, let me get mine. I got two. Which we talked about on Scare Zone. Yeah. Which now I said I wanted kind of wanted these. And he said he'd be carrying around in an Altoid tin for a couple yeah. of years. It smells delightful. Uh, <laughs> minty. Yeah. I got a 2001. Horror Nights, if you're looking at the video version, if not, go watch the video. The coin that features Eddie uh, from 2001, my first year here at Horror Nights. So, you know, what was that now? 2001 was my first year. What year is it? 2019? It was 18 so years 18 ago. 18 years ago, I was standing out right out here. And now I'm back, and I get this memorabilia from one of our listeners from my first night. I'm pretty excited. As you can see, the crowd is uh, filling up real quick. Definitely growing, yes. It went from nobody over here to slammed within a few minutes. Yeah. Gates are going to open soon. And we're hopefully going to head into the media event. Stay tuned. Stay scary. Stay <laughs> spooky. See you in the fog. You want to see this? So here's our passes. Last year, what did yours have? I think mine had... Uh, 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 Sam. Yeah, it's Sam. Sam from Trick or Treat. This year our passes have Stranger Things Season 2 on it. And it says totally terrifying. So there you go. And since you'll see this later, we're in Group 8. Yes. Which apparently is for Horror Nights horror, Nerds. Horror media, yeah. yeah. Horror Nerds. So, uh... We'll see how that goes. Keep you updated. I'm sorry about the music, but you know, they want to get you in the spirit. It switched quickly from like ET. Yeah, it was like dramatic. All of a sudden, it switched. I wonder if they're doing, you know, they used to do the gate shows, but I feel like that's a thing of the past. So we'll see. Yeah. This should all be closed but you off. This music is much more 80s, too. Yeah. Synth heavy. We're going to get hit with all the infringements. All the, no copyright. Yeah. Because, no uh,. I tried to just post a clip from the producers today on Instagram. It didn't go over well. No dice. You got to add it in. All right. Doors have opened, it looks like. People are going in. So with that, we'll catch you in a minute. We are five minutes into Halloween Horror Nights, and according to the signs and the lines, the Ghostbusters line is up to 120 minutes. That is at 
insanity. Sorry for the loud noise. We're inside the media events. Lasers are going. Bart's somewhere vlogging. I guess I am too. Suspicious people all around. I don't trust them. But it's pretty good. Having a drink, chilling out. The gates are open. We watched the gates open. Uh, we went through the crowd. Ghostbusters with a 120 minute wait. Stranger Things with a 120 minute wait at open. Everything else was zero. Us, zero minute wait. Shocker. I'll show you some clips here. What's gonna happen here at this media event? Maybe with some friends, maybe with some enemies. We'll start wrapping up here at the media event. I'm not gonna show you the whole media event because it's a lot of stuff you know already, but here's a couple things. Some guests that came in, you may know uh, one, of, one of the stars of Stranger Things, and also the creators of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So here's that, plus the Q and A's. I think those are things that are unique to this. So take a look. After, after, 30, after 31 years, I think that there was enough of an audience that to, to kind of to allow this to happen. So we're really so excited. Oh, it's a huge audience, right? Woo! Awesome. We thought clowns were the scariest things 30 years ago. It's so great to see that a lot of people agree, and there's, there's people who are standing in line to be scared by our clown. Actually, but even funny, last last year at the scare zone, we were hanging with the clowns. It was great. It was a really, it was a great event. I mean, it was, people were dancing and singing, playing with the clowns. It was just a wonderful experience. You know, and we'd see which guys has got for us tonight. Oh, I, I cannot wait to see you guys' faces when you walk through. Uh, a quick question, just. From the development group, we wanted to know, do you each have a favorite clown? Or do you have a, a favorite? Well, I like Clownzilla because I was Clownzilla. Yeah? <laughs> and uh, uh, the, the Shadow Gag Clown, we call him Ozob, personally. That's my favorite sequence, and he's always my favorite clown. Yeah, we got, we got sued because somebody in one of the press releases put down Bozo, and Larry Harmon sued us. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like Tiny, the, uh, the boxing clown. That's right. So you guys had your own names, and then fans kind of created those names and attached them to it. Yeah, so its own legacy was exactly. created. We had little pet names for them on set, so we know what clown to call for. But it's taken on a life of its own. Like there's a clown fan favorite is Rudy. Which one is Rudy? We, we don't know. And you know what? We're so excited. We we got a backstage tour last year, and the work that you guys did bringing the clowns back to life. You know, up to now. People have only been able to see it and you know enjoy it on the screen. Now you'll be able to walk through it and live it. Thank you so much, guys. You have to smell it. Yes, you're going to smell it. How about a huge round of applause for the Gilbert Brothers, everybody? Thank you so much, guys. You will always be part of How are you guys? Yes, it is. 
Now we know that you were scared. Do you have any advice for those out here who will experience the house for the first time tonight? I mean, you know, I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> so, but it's that I love the detail they put into this um, Stranger Things haunted house. I think you guys will really enjoy it. It is scary, but it's intense. It's suspenseful, but I think you guys will really enjoy it. Well, that is a have fun. That is a great endorsement. Thank, Thank you so much. Another round of applause, please, for Priya. By the way, that crew over here is who was in that Q&A. Patrick Braylord, Charles Gray, Blake Roswell. So I just wanted to clarify that's who you're hearing. Now back to that. Being like, wow, we're going to have to build these set pieces in a more creative manner to be able to build these larger scenes that are from, you know, properties or movies. Or how, how have you guys been able to evolve to that? Um, I think it's a testament to, to the team here at Universal Orlando. And, and, and when I say team, I, I literally mean all 26,000 team members because every single person on property is in some way, shape, or form informed or are affected or works towards the end goal of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, I, I think it speaks to not only their passion and their, and their work ethic, but also the potential that we have. When you flip a park from regular daytime operation to nighttime operation within an hour, and then terrify hundreds of thousands of people, it's, it speaks volumes. And in our 29th year, we are continuing to evolve the event. So I don't know if we ever feel constrained necessarily, as in, it's almost like, what's next? We are, we are excited about the prospect of, of what's next. Um, in fact, on Monday, we jump into what's next. So as far as, as, far as the event is concerned, things getting bigger, um, it's just exciting. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that question. Do we have another one? Thank you, Haley. All right, Nathaniel from Bay News 9 in Tampa. Um, I know you guys put a lot of work into these houses, usually like a year out. Um, specifically with the Us House, with that film being out this year, how difficult was it to get the details in and did you have to work with Jordan Peele and any of the crew um, to put this one together? It was a great collaboration between Universal Pictures and Monkey Paw. It was fantastic. And, and, and working to make sure that we paid attention to every single detail in that maze was so essential. And, and their team is fastidious about the details as well, and that's a great thing. Um, with it being so new and with it being top of mind for everybody, we knew we had to go an extra level of, of depth as far as that was concerned. Um, I love this maze. It is going to scare everyone who steps through it. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it. Um, and, and being able to partner with all of our licensed partners, whether it be um, Jordan Peele and his team, or whether it would be Sony for Ghostbusters, or Netflix with Stranger Things, we had the opportunity this year to create such a varied slate of material that I think everybody's going to really respond to it in a positive manner. Um, on Wednesday, we had a team member preview, and it was so funny because everybody seemed to have a favorite house. And that's when we know that something. Yeah, is like every single form. house was somebody's favorite. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What doesn't scare you in one is going to scare you in the other. Yeah. Hi, my name is Tim from Orlando, Florida. I have a quick question. Out of all of these houses and scare zones, what is each of your individuals' favorite? Ooh. Well, oh man, we have. Well, we do kind of have. I have a personal rule. I don't say like a favorite until the end of the event, and that's that's how I roll. <laughs> that's true. I can pass. That's true. Yeah, that's all. It's it's tough because we 
they always say that he's choosing your favorite child because you live with this thing for so long. Um, I can tell you things uh, yeah. that I was really excited to see this year was Vikings Undead. This is an idea actually that had been ruminating uh, and, and almost came to fruition in, in a previous HHN. And so to be able to actually uh, work more on it, make it better and bring it to life this year, I'm very excited to see people are going to react to that. So let me then jump on that because I love that idea of talking about something you were very excited about. And last, so I've always wanted to have a Bigfoot house. It just never quite got there, and so last year we did Slaughter Cinema, I was like, what if we sneak in a Bigfoot scene? Okay, and then, okay, Charles, fine. And it was a big hit. So then after it was a big hit, I'm like, you see, we should totally have a full house of Yeti. And so, now okay, have, Charles. Okay, Charles. So now we have a giant house full of Yetis. They are all huge, yeah, they are. and they're all very intense. Plus, it gives us an opportunity, because um, because Charles and I had the opportunity to split the houses and place on streets, we get the opportunity to, to nerd out and geek out about each other's properties. We get to go into houses that we might not be as close to, or street zones we might not be as close to, and as a fan, experience that, both of the horror genre as well as horror nights. We get the opportunity to do that, and that's always exciting for us. I could have walked through any of the houses while they were being built, but there were a few that I just specifically waited until we had cast and everything inside, because I wanted to experience it for real the first time I ever saw it. Yeah, it's great to be a fan of the other side of the work. Yeah. We have a question over here. Hey guys, Barry with Real Geek. Um, the IP houses are one thing, the original houses. What's the process and how hard is it to narrow, take all those ideas and narrow them down into the houses you had this year? Well, there's no argument, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we lovingly debate, is what we like to say. Uh, but we do have to create our own boundaries right off the bat, I think. I think we throw a lot of ideas up there, but it gets to the point after, I would even say day one, we're like, okay, let's start whittling this down, right? Because if you just constantly go blue sky for too long, then you don't have a solid story. So we have to create a structure around that. And, and the more we do, and the more we question each other, the more we lovingly argue with each other, uh, it, it starts to compress and create that diamond we're looking for. Plus, we also want a varied slate. We want to give the guests an opportunity to go see a Universal Monster House alongside a Yeti House, alongside a Killer Clowns House. We want to make sure that we, we check all those boxes so that the guests enjoy their experience while they're here. And we want them to have a lot of varied experiences. So while a house might percolate to the top and all of us are, are really in favor of it, if it might be too similar to an IP or to another original house that's been sitting on the slate for a little while, we might bump that and save it for a couple of years. Yeah. There's, there's no telling what you're gonna see in the future based on what we've come up with in the past. Hi guys, uh, my name's Hunter, I'm representing the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Um, I actually have a question about one of the originals. This year we're actually seeing the return of the Nightingale's characters, who we haven't seen for quite some time, last time was HHN 21. I was just wondering, so the past couple years we've seen the return of original properties kind of getting a sequel or a redo, last year we had Dead Exposure. Why did you feel it was appropriate to bring back the Nightingale's this year in particular? Um, I think it was more about the fact that we wanted to see how aggressive we could take one of our locations. And I think that they served that purpose. Um, I think that in 2011, they took on the role of, and, and it's part of their history, that they are, uh, they disguise themselves to be amongst those that they're going after. 
And so we latched onto that idea and thought to ourselves, there has to be something historical, because we're all historical buffs. There has to be something historical that we can tie to. And so in 117 AD, I'm going to put on my nerd face for a second. In 117 AD, there was a Roman legion that was going up into Scotland. And it was called the Eagle of the Ninth. And it disappeared. This is factual. You can check it out. It's, it disappeared. Now, most scholars think that the Picts killed them or that they went across the other side of, of the channel to the Danube and then folded back into the Roman legions. Nobody really knows for sure, but that legion is no longer talked about historically. In our story, the Nightingales took over that legion. They killed all of those soldiers, took their uniforms, and are now using those to blend in amongst the gladiators in the Roman, in the Roman Colosseum. So it gives us the opportunity to blend that historical aspect of it, which I think is, is fun because it gives a time period and an aesthetic that is not similar to anything else we have in our slate. But then it also gives us a chance, much like the Yeti, but in a completely different fashion, to have a group of aggressors going after our guests, which leads to a lot of fun as far as the scare tactics we're able to inc uh, incorporate, because that means we get a lot of A and B scares for our characters, a lot of double hits where it means more bang for your buck when you go through the maze. Yeah, no problem. We have time for about two more questions. We have one right over here. Hi, I'm Natalia from Be Your Craft, and I work with a lot of actors and artists, and so I'm curious to know, once you have the house ready, what's the process of working with the actors to get them to bring the vision to life? Um, I, to be honest, I think it's one of our favorite things because yeah. it, it is the last element uh, that, that comes in uh, when we actually get our characters to come in. And uh, I mean, we'll say this every day, all the time, the characters are the lifeblood of the event. We come up with some fun ideas, but they really are the people that bring everything to life. Um, so, so we have uh, a very, to be honest, for what they pull off, we have a very condensed rehearsal period to get everybody inside, because it's a lot of people. Um, and we've got our partners, our, our assistant show directors that work with us, and performance coordinators that kind of we divide and conquer. And everybody knows exactly you know, what you're working on. Uh, you know, Charles knows exactly how the Ghostbusters need to move in that house, right? Um, and so taking that knowledge that we built for the originals, you know, we work with each character on an individual basis. Um, and then what's really fun for us too is we get to continue to do that throughout the run. Um, they'll continue to see us as we continue to work. And it's one of my favorite things about the event. It, it's always evolving, it's always getting better. Uh, the performers love being a part of Halloween Horror Nights, so there's always that strive to make it better and work uh, with them as we go. Uh, it's it's definitely one of my favorite parts of the job is working with Scare. Yeah, we continue to tweak too as we go. So you'll if you go out tonight, see all the zones, all the houses, and you come back the final night of the event, you will see those different moments. It's things that we've watched and tweaked as we went along. So this is not completely cemented. It's very flowing back and forth. You might go through a house and oh man, we should actually move that Knox. Yeah around the corner, you know, so, yeah. All right, we have one final question. Hi, Chris from GameSpot. Uh, with the Ghostbusters <laughs> house, how, why, what made this the right year to sort of tackle that? It's such a huge property that I don't believe has been done before at any of the parks. And then how do you find the line between the horror and the humor? Because it's a very scary movie, but it's also one of the funniest movies that's ever been made. So, that, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, that is a question we asked ourselves for a couple weeks. We were like, how do we tackle comedy and horror? Now we've done comedic houses before, but this one, actually all the punchlines, everything's delivered a very specific way. And in a way, 
really you just want to watch the whole movie because almost every single line is quotable, right, in that film. So we, we try to find creative ways. And what, what at first was a challenge of, man, there's all these things you want to see, things you want to hear that are not scary, we started to develop a way to use those to our advantage. So as you go through and you are enthralled by the decor and the scenic of the scene, all of a sudden, boom, a terror dog's right next to you because you're so engrossed in what's around you. We also found ways to include lines of dialogue that you wanted to hear at the end of other triggers. So randomly as you go through the house, you will hear those lines that you want to hear. Um, uh, like I said, we're, we're totally geeking out. And it was, it was um, an amazing journey to create this house. Amazing journey. Another huge round of... Uh, we just got done with the zombie land scare zone. Uh, it's okay. Didn't feel like there was a ton going on. Do you know where we're going? Nope, don't know. just asked where we're going. We just got done with the scare zone for, for zombie land. And I don't know, I mean, I'll reserve my judgment for the until we've done through a house. So we're on our way. Five minute wait for Transformers if anybody needs it. And our first house is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We're about to go in. Yes. And here's what we thought about it right now. All right, we just got out of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I loved it. It was fun. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Not scary at all, but who cares? Tim says we are allowed to film. Oh, well, they just said no, so okay, we film. That was fun. I'm not filming because I'm Like a lot of fun scares, not scary scares. I don't know if we're like, is our group up here? I don't know. I thought that was a blast. Really fun. Visually, Hilarious and colorful and bright. And got a couple jump scares here and there, but overall, I really liked it. I loved, uh, I loved the cotton candy room. I thought that was fun. I thought the smell was. We questioned the smell though. Going well, in, walking in, there was a weird like cheese smell. It was not good. Yeah, it may have been puke. Probably. Uh, but it was good. I mean, overall, really fun way to start. I really enjoyed it. I can't uh, can't think of a better way to kick off this year's Horror Nights. Way better than the Scare Zone last year. And I thought just <laughs> just fun and goofy and everything you wanted out of it. So, awesome. Very happy. We're going to see where we're headed next. Let's see. Great. I loved it. It's clearly the best place to record audio right here. That's where those are speaking. Yeah. yeah. We're about to go in-house with House of Corpses. We do a podcast. Someone's asking about us. All right, we just got out of House of a Thousand House Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses. A IP I am not terribly familiar with, other than the imagery that kind of everyone knows. The imminent, what the imagery? The imagery that everyone knows. Uh, the clown, clown man. Uh, <laughs> Captain Spaulding. Yeah, another clown man. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. I was timed up specifically to get scared and you got every scare. so many times every scare you got i got slammed into by one character who kind of apologized but not really and, sorry yeah but so that was a bit odd it was but it was timed out perfectly for me to be scared the whole time to the point where it kind of stressed me out but sorry. i really liked it and uh again what did it hit the moments of the movie bart that you wanted to see i pretty much i mean yeah it's you got Fish Boy, you had Dr. Satan. You can't ask for anything else. It was great. I loved it. I like the man in like the bear looking suit, wolf suit kind I, of yeah, thing. Yeah, that one got me. That scared me for yeah. sure. 
definitely better than the Rob Zombie Scares Zone. Yes. So, with what we've done, I think I like that one just a little bit more because it was scarier than Killer Clowns. But it was I would do, definitely scary. But I would do Killer Clowns probably more than yes. I would do that one again. Killer Clowns was more fun. Yeah. That was more scary. And it was scary. Like, it was pretty... Whatever that means. The first half of it, I was getting a little distracted. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. But that second half, it, it turns up. It turns up hard. And, uh, yeah, it was intense. We're now, I don't know where we're headed. This, this, oh, now we're going to, we've only done two houses. It is roughly 9.50, uh, 3, it gets to 1 a.m. I think so. Okay, 9.50 right now, we've only done two houses. The pluses and the minus. Look, no one complains about being on these media events. They treat us very well. They feed us. They give us drinks. But we've done two houses since almost 10. So we'll see. We'll see what's next. Also, fun thing, also sad thing is in the line, it's a spoiler if you're trying to avoid spoilers, in the queue, right before you go into the house, there is the Bill and Ted phone booth on full display. And um, again, I'm very happy to see it, but for the fact that we just skipped Academy of Ellens because I wasn't really feeling up for it, uh, it was kind of like rubbing salt in the wound. So both, I loved seeing it. I'm glad it hasn't been destroyed or sold. But also, unless it's a teaser, I'll sit down here for future years. Uh, not cool, not cool, not cool to rub it in our faces, but maybe it has something to do with House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm, again, I feel bad. I'm, I'm not that familiar with the movie because I'm, I'm I know y'all hate me, but I don't watch that much horror. But so far we've done that. We've done Killer Clowns. I told you I felt. Scares Unwise, we've only done Zombie Double, Zombie Land Double Tap, and Rob Zombies, Hellbelly Deluxe, uh, both were fine. I thought Rob Zombie Scare Zone was better. It was more fun. It had at least some more visual elements. It felt very much like the original Knights of Horror Nights I would come. Maybe a little bit like, look, if, if anyone says that they don't do Bill and Ted anymore because it's too like risque, uh, there's some pretty risque things going on in that. So, I don't know. I don't know. Alright. We'll be back to find out what house is next and then what we thought of the next house. But right now they're having us take a 15 minute bathroom break, so we'll see. Hey, Bart. Yes. Look, we're back together again. Um, we are walking together in right now. Again. The last thing I said was we're going to see where we're going. Where are we going? We're going into the Barney shop, we're the Barney show, the Barney zone, yes. which is always my favorite. They used to have the Barney fountain lit up in red. I loved it. Uh, they don't seem like they have that this year. We're going backstage. We are headed to Universal, Universal Monsters, Monsters, which is going to be great. I mean, I kind of can't imagine it being... Everyone is texting me saying it's great. Uh, the designs looked interesting, though. Yeah. They say, like, when we saw them out, I mean, I've said that, wah, uh, wah, uh, but when you actually saw them as costumes, they did look a little different. Like, we saw them at the media event, and they didn't look like Boris Karloff or whatever. They are their own thing, which I don't know. We'll see. All right. I'll catch you back. You want to know what we thought about Universal Monsters? You got to find out right now. All right, I don't think we have a ton of time. We can double vlog. Double. We'll double vlog because we have much time before we get to the next house. We just got out of Universal Monsters. That was awesome. I loved it. It was, it was so, so awesome. So great. It was so fun. It had all of the ooh ah, that I Everything. thought it would have. It felt like a new. It felt like a. It felt like you were walking through the cover of Bad Out of Hell uh, <laughs> by Meatloaf. But it was awesome. I, I loved it. I, I want to spend my Halloween just walking through that. Yeah. House. It was uh, I liked that it. They kind perfect. of they redid everybody's design except for Creature. I feel like the Gill Man here kind of true to him. Uh, there's some really cool moments. Quasimodo? You know what I didn't see? What? 
Where's the Invisible? I mean, I know the Invisible Man was in every room. But there wasn't like an Patrick. But, but I didn't actually see Patrick. the Invisible Man at any point, like in his rapping yeah. or anything. I didn't, there, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You missed a few things in front of you. Like uh, Quasimodo freaking flew in the it. air. Quasimodo went up, but I missed it. It was really cool. I loved it. It was great. Uh, I don't think I got anything negative. I have nothing negative to say about that. Actually. Frank was a little weird looking. Except that it's over. Frank was a little strange. That'd be my only thing. Frankenstein, that design is a little weird. Other than that, great. I, didn't really, I mean, I, didn't, I, I just thought it was fun all around. Yeah. Creature of the night. Yeah, how'd that go? Lots of good. Show for the Invisible Man. And um, a couple years later, they had kids. And honestly, not to be bitter, they were nothing to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, jokes. I like the uh, meatloaf, by the way, reference there. Yes, thank you. That was me. That was him. That's what it felt like. That was a couple of times. I was like, I feel like I'm walking through. And two out of three ain't bad. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, that was evil. That was evil. So now Bart and I, we're going into Facebook Messenger. We are? Let me look. Oh, yeah, look at that. If you look, the Graveyard Grains facade is just Facebook going by. This building is very near and dear to my heart because this is where the Ash vs. Evil Dead House was my first year. Yes. So Halloween 2, I think, was? I'm a little disappointed to not have, like, flames and Cheap Trick playing. Yeah. But I've heard good Every, things about this house. Everything's better with Cheap Trick. True. We are then going into yeah, the Graveyard Games, which, um, not necessarily the most anticipated house, but all of a sudden, it's getting... It's the seeds of extinction, it sounds like, of this year. Just a lot of good, lot of good feedback. So we'll tell you how it is in just a second. Okay, we just got done. Uh, that was that was scary. Was it? I, it was. It was fun for me watching you guys. I knew you were gonna get scared every time I passed. I didn't love that one. <laughs> I it was loved very it. Very claustrophobic. I love. See, that's the difference. I one position in line makes the difference. Uh, yeah. I loved it. You hated it. I didn't hate it. But I hate it. But you got scared. It's the. It's the. I don't know if I do it again. My heart's oh, going pretty I, good. I would do it all night long. Here's uh, here's my theory of the reason I'm getting scared. I think they see you and assume the next person behind you is gonna be some little be person. Your wolf, like your wife. <laughs> yeah, right. My girlfriend. And they're like my kid. Yeah, and they're like, oh well, he's like the big strong man going in front of this. And then they're like, the next person will be because that time again, every time I had the person jump out at me. But it was it was really well done. Uh, but it's kind of like there was the Tomb of the Ancients a few years ago, and I didn't love that same reason. It's very, very tight. But I see why you liked it. What'd you think? It was pretty cool. I liked some of the effects. Um, the dark tunnel at the end, I was kind of expecting, you know, those spinning pool noodles to touch yeah. me on the sides. Yeah, we, there was one point where uh, we were in complete darkness, and we're moving, we're moving. But, but I liked uh, it. It reminded me of um, Poltergeist. A lot of the, the masks. Yeah, the ghosts. Yeah, that. the characters did. I think it was fine. I liked it. I gotta breathe. We'll see what's next. Where are we headed? You know what's coming up? Uh, like where's Blood Pit? Blood Pit. I think. I like this one when it comes to the branding, so we'll see. Here, let's see what's next. They're saying Blood Pit's next. We'll see. So, Bart, is that your favorite house so far? I was a blast between that and Universal Monsters. Yeah, I'd say Monsters is my first favorite so far. That one is my least favorite, but it is what it is. Moving on. They're giving us our, our plugs here. We're going into Blood Pit. Right? Going to Nightingale's Blood Pit, and then immediately after, we're going into Depths of Fear. So we may have to do both of those reviews back to back. Just boom, so, boom. How yeah. do we think of those houses? Find out right now. I think we got a second. We are just leaving that was Nightingale's. Fun. That was fun. I don't think that's going to be anybody's like favorite. But it I was mean, good. It's up there for, I mean, I think it's up there. I'm not saying my favorite. Yeah. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. 
I like the lion puppet a lot. The lion puppet was cool. And I liked some of the puppets. There was cool puppets. But, and honestly, until that part, it felt a little repetitive, like we were just going through jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. But then towards the end, it had a had a really cool turn. A little claustrophobic, definitely. Hello. Oh, God. Now we're moving into Depths of Fear. So this was a short review. I like Nightingales. I think it's the bottom of my list right now. But so far, it's kind of like a, you know certain filmmakers. Even their worst movie is better than most movies. So I really enjoyed it. But I think I'm doing that thing now where we said that we see uh, we start going through houses so quickly it starts to kind of wear on you. That is starting to set in. All right, they're telling us now about Depths of Fear. So I'm going to take a listen. All right, Depths of Fear. Loved it. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. It was my suits. Okay, listen. Suits are great. Costumes were amazing. I loved it. They spent some dough on this house. That felt kind of old school horror nights. Goofy. The suits are goofy, but in yeah. a way that's incredible. I loved it. That may have been my, that may, oh, no, say it's my favorite. Wow. But maybe number two. I loved it. It made me laugh. It scared me a few times. It was claustrophobic, but not in a way that was, I felt like Nightingales, which was maybe too much for my personal tastes. Uh, I don't know why. It just had a lot of cool moments. The monster suits are fantastic. And we got only a few left, right? Yeah, we're going through at least six. Six or seven? Four, I'm yeah, not I sure. think this that was, is that six? Six, okay. I still got four more. <laughs> we still got a long time. Four more on the show. Oh, that's right. That's true. Show. So, right now, though, I think Depths of Fear. I just, I don't know. I placed all kind of my love of Horror Nights just over the top. Great sets. Cool elements. Maybe not as many, like, practical, like, water things maybe I was expecting. Maybe a little more from that. But other than that, really loved it. Thought it was fun. Now we're headed. I don't know where we're headed. Say that like I know. I'm in delirium, folks. I don't know how far. Things, Ghostbusters. Us. Us. Three IPs. What are Yeti. We? And Yeti. How will you forget that? I, I don't. I Mr. Don't Yeti himself. I don't know. People call you that. I'm a fever. That's what. You have a fever? That's like my fever starts. Right? Oh, I thought you said I have a fever. No, I don't have a fever. All right. So we're now backstage. I don't know where we're headed towards. We still have to see the show also. Not at AOV. Bart and I may have uh, did a little skipsies on that. <laughs> and uh, now we're headed over to the other side of the park. So we'll see. This is where I wish I'm going to be the the snob here and say, it will be awesome, is if they would load us up on golf carts <laughs> and take us house to house. Because, like, my buddy, co-host, friend, everything, Scott, Too Hot, Garland, He's done every house. Like an hour ago, had already done all the houses. So we always say the RIP tour, it's kind of a mixed bag because you're, you're running at someone else's pace. But we're very grateful to be invited to this. So. And if we had started at six, like you would at a RIP tour typically, we would probably be pretty much done. So by the time the media event was over, it was like 8.30. So, all right, moving on. Walking into us. Right here, you got Stranger Things. Right here, Yeti over there, Ghostbusters. So we're about to go into us. Not that familiar with this. You guys know this. No beef with it. No problem with it. Just haven't seen it. So 
let's just say. Just left us. I'm not familiar with the property. Here's what I can say though. Set design, maybe the most impressive. I mean, it looked like places you were actually in like a little house. Looks like somewhere you could it was, live. It was very faithful to the movie. That's what I thought, almost to the point where I didn't know what was happening. Exactly. If you you saw the movie, I was like, wow, this is their that house. This is amazing. But if you didn't see it, you'd probably be lost. Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily, yeah. They just said it, followed it scene by scene. I thought that, again, set design, production, unbelievable. Best of the night for sure so far. But I just didn't really, I mean, I understood what was going on, but it wasn't my favorite. I liked it. I guess I need to see the movie. I can't say it makes me want to see the movie anymore, any less. Uh, but it was great. Production, I assume that if you're a fan of that movie, it is a 10 out of 10. Because it was unbelievably beautiful. And set design was amazing. The jump scares were pretty good. I got hit a few times. But really, I think that this is probably if, it's probably how you'd feel maybe if you never saw The Shining and walked through The Shining house. If you know what's happening, I'm sure it's excellent, but if you don't know what's happening, it's just kind of maybe just uh, unclear what the story arc necessarily is. I wouldn't say it's the top of my list, but from a production standpoint, by far number one so far. But maybe I really did miss out by not seeing that movie because I think I probably would have gotten a whole lot more out of it. All right, sorry for spinning. Not sure where we're headed next. We'll let you know. Headed into the Yeti. Terror of the Yukon. Bart, are you ready for this one? Yes. This is, oh, your, this is your number one most anticipated my house. house, right? This is my house. Number one on Bart's list is the host of the Sasquatch Lounge. That's right. What's the difference between the Yeti and the Sasquatch? The Yeti lives in the uh, Himalayas, They're where it's one colder. Blue, white. Well, in some interpretations, one's white. I think in this house, it's white. Like a winter camo. Yes. Like a polar bear. We've actually had a glimpse of the Yeti in the uh, opening ceremony. Pretty whatever. legit. We're good. Here we go. Right, we just left Yeti. Bart, Mr. Yeti. So good. I loved it. It was great. I thought it was a blast. I love any houses where there's like they're above you. It feels special. Oh, yeah. It feels special when there's things above you. Uh, it kind of reminded me of, uh, what was the Wolfman house from years back. It had that sort of vibe to it. The uh, It was really fun. I think that the sets were great. The costumes were great. No complaints out of me. Is that your number one? Don't know. I gotta sit. I gotta think about. It. I mean, it's up there for sure. It was very cool, which was nice. I love the bait and switch. My, I won't say anything more than that. Yes. But speaking of effects that are above you. Yeah, that was there's cool. Kind of a hey, look over here. Yeah. yeah. There was a moment where, not to nitpick, and I'm curious how long this moment lasts. The door swung open to like a hunter, mm -hmm. and a yeti popped out behind it. And behind the yeti, I could see the facade of or the front of the us house. Oh, really? Like the neon-y, neon oh, that's, that's thing, weird. or like the clown, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, wait, you mean House of a no. Thousand Corpses. No, what did we just see? What? We, no. We no. just saw us. What did we walk through when you first walked into us? Yeah, it had like a big arch thing. I don't know, but you could see it. And uh, so I'm guessing that was in the same building, or maybe I'm crazy. You can tell me if I'm crazy. If not, uh, that was one little thing. Honestly, the only part that took me out of it was, was that, but it was great. Fantastic. So what do we have? Ghostbusters and Stranger Things. That's right? it. That's it. The most anticipated too, probably for like not necessarily for everybody, but probably collectively. If you were to ask different people what are they looking forward to most, I feel like Stranger Things and Ghostbusters are the two separate audiences. For sure. Um, and we will see what happens. 
I'm looking forward to both of these. I really enjoyed the first Stranger Things house. It was my favorite, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, and obviously Ghostbusters. So not sure we're headed next. Not sure if we're going to make the nighttime show because it's in the last showing is in. It's 15 till midnight right now. It's in 15 minutes. I kind of doubt it. But uh, keep something to look forward to next time. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. All right. This is the moment I've been waiting for for 30 plus years. Heading into the Ghostbusters house based on 1984 movie. They did just tell us an interesting fact, which is, which I don't know why this would be the fact or why it really would even be different, but the proton packs used uh, in this are actually the same schematics that they are using for the proton packs in the new 2020 Jason Reitman Ghostbuster film. So pretty cool. Look forward to seeing that. And we are about to go in and uh, my anticipation for this house could not be higher. It was my number one dream house that I always hoped they'd do, and now we're here. So, without further ado, here are my thoughts on Ghostbusters. Alright, we just left Ghostbusters, my favorite movie of all time, and it did not disappoint. Unbelievable. Hit most of the moments I wanted to see, and uh, all the guys, Stay Puff, Slimer, even some of those random ghosts when the containment unit blows. thought it was just unbelievably great. Lots of lines added. If you put in lines, movies throughout, they weren't necessarily. Okay. Oops, sorry, I got moved around. The lines and things weren't necessarily in like chronological oh, spot. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. Oh my God, that, so good. is it the best house? It's, I, it's, it's very. Amazing. If it's not, it's close. It's. It was pretty unreal. It's the amazing. sets were amazing. You know, I think Stay Puft was pretty cool. Could use big Stay Puft. It was cool. I, that's why I wish Stay Puft had been practical. He was kind of practical. It's kind of practical. But they wanted they wanted the flame the effect. Burning one. I get it. Uh, I love Slimer. I love the random ghosts. Oh, there's yeah, and it's some of those ghosts. Was, yeah. The, the Scalari brothers yeah. were in it. How many times have we mentioned them? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. There was a lot of really great. And even like the one on stilts. Sorry, spoiler alert. Is from the new Ghostbusters with the girls. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of Ghostbuster references throughout it. But it hits all the moments, a lot of the lines, you, a lot of the lines you want to hear at least. Janine, really cool, this is definitely a spoiler part, is a live actress with a live mic, mm -hmm. which is way different than usually the, you know, they, they're clicking about, and we got to sit there for a good minute probably. Well, we got, we got backed up. I don't know Did what we, was I going don't know if we were supposed to hold you there. Oh, maybe, to I don't know. watch her kind of do a little mini show. I, that was a long mini show. It, it was. was. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and Dana, there's a live Dana there uh, is. there. Yeah, and, and Lewis. And, yeah, it like possessed Dana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my buddy Brandon was one of the Ghostbusters, and I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, one of the co-hosts of the BYOCB podcast. Oh, so really? we shared a moment. Are you allowed to say that on here? All right, fine, whatever. I mean, I, don't I know. saw you like having a conversation with a Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Yeah. No, I. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see. <laughs> he was there fighting Zool, uh, right there at the. Right there at the end, or Gozer. Or Gozer, yeah. Uh, but uh, built the skylines, built everything. The only thing that really wasn't in it was like a full, like I was expecting like the facade of the firehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing maybe it was missing. Fair enough. Uh, but for what it did a few minutes, it even had actors that looked pretty close. Like the Bill Murray uh, hairpiece looked pretty good. I think they just may have used the shining hairpiece, but <laughs> it worked. So, as you'd expect, that's my favorite house. I doubt The Stranger Things is going to beat it, but we're headed in there now. And uh, I'm really excited to see this because I did love Stranger Things 2 and 3. And 
I'm excited. So here we go. We're going in now. Last house for Halloween Horror Nights 29. It is a little past midnight. Whoa, it's like 12.30 already. 12.25, so they said the Stranger Things is the biggest house. 14 scenes, let's go see it. All right, we just left our final house, Stranger Things. Really intense. So good. Really? The last two houses are amazing. Are amazing. If you thought the last one was like, eh, whatever, Stranger Things one was fine, that is a haunted house. That is scary. It is impressive. It made me uncomfortable in like ways really? that it's but no in like a good way like in a like I was actually like nervous. Really? Like I don't know. It just gave me like the heebie-jeebies. Like I don't know what it was. Uh, and I don't want to spoil the ending, but holy moly! Oh my gosh! One of the best effects, uh, practical effects I've ever seen in Halloween Horror Nights or in a in a house. Uh, really great. Hard to to beat those last two. I know our tour guide said that there are sometimes. Oh, here's Ghostbusters again. Can start with these two, and the people are getting kind of disappointed by the end. I could see that because these two, Ghostbusters and Stranger Things, production-wise, amazing, off the charts compared to everything else here. There's an obvious difference. Sorry for the loud music. Uh, and it's a very long house, but pretty intense throughout. Like, there's not like the fun comedic hanging out in the mall moments. Yeah. It's all... And, hey, this I don't think is a spoiler because it's like an anti-spoiler. No Ghostbuster kids. We talked about it for, for years. Oh, right, 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 right. That's right. I didn't think about that. Whether there would be the Ghostbuster kids. The only reference to them being Halloween was there's a person dressed like Michael Myers. He jumped out a little girl and takes her mask off for like the beginning of season two. So that happens, but the... Uh, but no Ghostbuster kids. Which, no, I'm thinking about that. Which is fine. I understand. I'm sure that was probably a decision that had to be made. Well, yeah, because they got a Ghostbusters house. Literally next door. But I would have liked to have seen that. I but, think it would have worked. It would have yeah, been nice I think, synergy. But I agree. Yeah. But maybe it's another license. You got to figure that out. I don't know. But we'll probably never know. But with that, that is, I think we're done. What a year. I loved it. It was a great year. There was very few misses, if any, real full misses. There were no misses. There's nothing that I hated. No, I would agree. Overall, very good. So maybe we'll give a uh, give some more feedback later on. But very good, very good. All right, that's a wrap on Halloween Horror Nights 29. I'll return here towards the end of October, but for now that'll do. Uh, unbelievable year. I think there was not a miss on the houses. All of them, I think, were good to great. Uh, Ghostbusters being my number one. Maybe Depths of Fear, which I know is going to be controversial. Maybe my number two. Stranger Things production-wise is really hard to compete with, too. Uh, I'll have to think about my full list, but, man, that was, uh, that was a heck of a year. Scare Zones maybe didn't necessarily overwhelm me this year. Um, sorry about that. I think that they were good. Oh, that's me right here. I got to go. That is going to do it for Scare Zone podcast for this week have detailed breakdowns of each and every house coming up in the next few weeks enjoy hope you guys have a great opening weekend until next time keep your eyes closed your ears open we'll see you at finnegan's